global business news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. And I'm Karen Moscow. This update's brought to you by Sector Spider ETFs. Why buy a single stock when you can invest in the entire sector? Visit SectorSPDRS.com or call 1-866-SECTOR-ETF. Stocks are falling from six-week highs as investors assess global growth prospects and earnings while oil prices retreat. And we check the markets every 15 minutes throughout the trading day on Bloomberg. The S&P 500 is down three-tenths percent, down six points to 1938. Dow Jones Industrial Average down three-tenths percent or 47 points to 16,574. NASDAQ down four-tenths percent or 17 points to 45.52. Ten-year Treasury is down 13.30 seconds. The Yield 1.79%. Yield on the two-year, 0.76%. NYMEX crude oil down 2.5% or 82 cents to 32.57 a barrel. COMEX gold up 1% or $11.90 to 12.22 an ounce. The euro, $1.0997. The yen, 112.28. The London Stock Exchange Group is in merger talks with Deutsche Börse, a tie-up that would create one of the biggest exchange companies in the world. Western Digital to buy SanDisk for $15.8 billion, sticking with plans to combine the makers of memory chips after a potential Chinese investor backed out of another deal amid a national security probe. And that's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Tom and Mike. Karen, uh, thanks so much. Every once in a while, there's a research piece that jumps out and hits you over the head. After I picked myself up all the, off the ground, I said to Rachel Wurstspan and, and our team, would you please find Josh Silverstein? He's with Deutsche Bank out of Lehigh. And he covers Parsley, Permium, Newfield, and Kana, QEP resources uh, in oil. Josh, good morning. You call it the opportunity curve. Is the opportunity upon us? Hi, good morning, Tom. Uh, there is some certain, uh, certainly some opportunities to the upside in the energy sector right now, but we do find it to be a challenging investing environment. And until we find at least a little bit more clarity in terms of, of oil price direction, we want to stay more nimble. We want to focus on our deepest, high, highest quality inventory assets uh, and really have a balance sheet focus as well. Well, uh, um, these uh, are all, you know, investments that are, have been affected by the price of oil. Do you have an underlying call that then makes them worth looking at? Sure. You know, we're at roughly $30 a barrel right now, and, you know, we we don't see this as a sustainable price in our longer-term you know, forecast rise to roughly $65 per barrel in, in 2018. Uh, and that's really what we see some of our investments predicated on. However, we do like some of the, the downside protection that these, that, that these companies offer in terms of uh, lower leverage than, than average and really a, a deep, high-quality inventory that can sustain lower prices for, for a period of time. And that's why we feel more comfortable in, in owning companies that are exposed to the Permian Basin and the Anadarko Basin. Well, certainly lower leverage is key. Uh, we have the big um, bank reset coming up in a month or so, and a lot of companies may not be here anymore. Your uh, five, you suggest, are in pretty good shape. We shouldn't worry about any of them. 
Yeah, uh, most of these companies are in fairly good shape. We're definitely seeing another round of, of capital raises uh, from the sector right now, very similar to what we saw at this point last year. Uh, it, it seems like most of these companies are finding opportunities to issue equity, and so they're going to enhance their, their balance sheets from that standpoint. Uh, you know, we are really, you know, we want to go after these companies that have the better balance sheets. If you were just to take a spread of the kind of the, the top ten balance sheets in our coverage universe versus the uh, the bottom ten since December first, that's roughly a forty percent gap between the two of those. So it really goes to show you that balance sheets are the the best drivers of equity performance right now. Why is there balance sheets like they are if so much of the industry is on the edge of grim? How do they pull that off? Yeah, it, it's a combination of, of how they wanted to set up their assets over the last few years. Certainly when oil was at a much higher prices at 80 to to $100, capital was uh, a lot easier to come by, and so more companies were taking on debt versus acquiring with equity or growing with equity. Uh, these companies have either grown uh, with the balance sheet in good position and have had the assets that would allow them to do that, or in the case of some of the other companies that have transitioned from more of a, a natural gas focus to an oil focus over the past few years, they've sold off assets and really focused their their capital deployment in their best basins. I mean, I, I look at this and it's remarkable. What's the backstory you see in the action of uh, executive officers within the oil business now? Is it I got to get to Memorial Day and clear my balance sheet? Is it they're putting together their 2018 business plan. What's the mood out there? Yeah, I think for them it's trying to figure out how how best we want to attack 2016 but also preserve the option value for, for 2017, 2018 when, when prices come about. Uh, I think that's why a lot of these companies are, are seeing the opportunity to go and, and issue capital right now uh, because it, it helps them get through some of these, these bridge periods. Uh, the other option would be also divesting assets, and, and while you may not want to uh, divest them at, at today's prices because the valuations are certainly lower now than where they were a year or two ago, uh, it's, it's necessary to go and do that, and you can come out stronger on the other side. So that really mm. seems to be the mood right now. Which of these companies is best uh, positioned to pay off early? People are going to want to see progress before they, you know, they, they want to see somebody making money, I think, before they want to go all in on any kind of energy play. Yeah, that, that's right. Uh, you know, it's certainly more of a trading environment than an investing in environment right now. You know, amongst these these companies, uh, you know, one of our, our favorites right now is Newfield Energy, uh, ticker NFX. Uh, they're one of the biggest companies that's levered to the Anadarko Basin. Uh, it's more of a of an early stage play, kind of in its second or third year of development with plenty of, of resource upside there. Um, so that would be the one that, that I would point to for that basin. And we like most of the, the smaller cap premium focused companies. Uh, you know, they are certainly the, some of the more expensive companies on a relative basis. Right. But they're the ones that hold up better. Oh, just one final question today, Josh. Do you, um, do you anticipate a feeding frenzy if oil breaks down to whatever new level? There's a raging debate about what oil does here. At the, you know, the resistance level, Brent 34, NYMEX 33-ish, you know, give or take a couple dollars. If we break down to new lows, what happens? 
Yeah, there's certainly going to be a lot more distress in, in the system if, if that happens, and it may actually be a good thing to to flush more capital out, out of the system. Um, but I also think that that provides some good opportunities if we really get down towards towards those levels because we're we're well below break-even economics at that point. And it, while the 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 pain mm-hmm. may may come on the way down, it certainly provides some of the the greater opportunity uh, on the upside because at least then you would have some some better clarity over direction of crude. Josh Silverstein, thank you so much with Deutsche Bank uh, this morning on oil. Really interesting, folks, away from the Exxon's of the world what some of small oil is doing uh, versus uh, others out there. Michael, I'm I'm doing a chart for tomorrow, which is a hyper-fancy pound sterling chart with the linear extrapolation out to what you and I have heard today, which is okay. 131.20. Uh-huh. The end of, is a really sophisticated chart. The end of 17 and even into early spring 2019. Is a, a lot. My summary of that is a lot's got to happen to get the news flow to get to the kind of weak sterling that we're looking at. But the interesting thing is a lot could happen. I mean, I agree. Could I it, totally it, agree. I mean, who knows? But it, suppose you have a Brexit vote, then you have a Scottish exit from the UK vote. Um, there would be ongoing and continuous pressure. Yeah. On uh, sterling now, then the the knock on effects to the Bank of England to inflation um, to policy there. I mean, the whole thing <clears throat> could be absolutely fascinating. I, I don't agree that it's a simplistic extrapolation to some level based on new trend. It's it, a lot. This is trend going back to the autumn of 2014, which I think is a, it's a lot of data points. And it, granted, you know, we've really broken down. We're almost onto two standard deviations going back 30 years which is like Thatcher-like. I mean, that's where, you know, we are. We're not there yet, but we're getting there. But the idea of going from 141, where are we now in Sterling? I'm looking at the Bloomberg. 147. 141. We'll call it 141. To go down 11 big figures, or I can't even do the math, 21 big figures, 20? It's extraordinary. Yeah. Extraordinary what we've heard on this show today. Very, very different, folks. It's just fascinating. <clears throat> Don't forget all of our media, besides us live on Bloomberg Radio Plus and, of course, on our good signals um, nationwide and worldwide, um, all sorts of other ways to listen to what we're doing, including Mike McKee and myself out on Twitter with our good team advancing some of these interviews uh, to you as well. At B Surveillance. At B Surveillance is one Check way to, to get there. Yep. Um, <clears throat> right now, it looks like uh, we have opened the day down. It, it was a lot of questions about yeah. what was going to happen because oil was going up or down. All you need to know now is oil is lower and that yeah. has stocks lower. Yeah, one thing different from yesterday, a little bit of curve steepening versus the shock and awe of curve flattening yesterday. The yen, 112.27, global litmus paper. Also looking again, as Mike mentions, the Dow, negative 41. This is Bloomberg Surveillance.